Beef Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing the Returning to the Farm or Ranch program coming up here in December that will be held December 10th and 11th in Columbus, Nebraska. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the coordinator for the program, Alan Vanalek, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator focused on farm and ranch transition as well as succession. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, Aaron, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Before we dive into the Farm and Ranch Transition Program, tell us a little more about yourself, your background, and your current role now with Nebraska Extension. Yeah, so I've been with Extension for about uh, 30, 32 or 33 years in two states. I first started with Extension in, in Iowa. I worked for Iowa State University for 13 years, and I came to Columbus, and I uh, worked there for 16 years plus, and so I had almost 30, 30 years in county extension office, and um, then about four and a half or, yeah, about four and a half years ago, I got asked to move to campus to work on farm and ranch succession transition statewide, and so that's a little bit about my background. I grew up on a, on a farm in eastern Nebraska and uh, had my degrees from the University of Nebraska and actually spent eight and a half years in a classroom teaching before I started with extension. So it's, it's been a long, long career in agriculture and uh, been very blessed. Alan, tell us a little bit about the returning to the farm or ranch program, some of the history of it, and kind of this program that's getting rejuvenated now in your current role. So uh, my predecessor, his name is Dave Gaylor, and he did this program back in the, you know, back about six years ago. I think it was the last time it occurred, maybe seven years ago. But the point is, it was in place for quite a long time. It was actually modeled after a beginning to returning to the farm program that was first put together by a guy named John Baker at Iowa State. Uh, John and Dave were, were instrumental in working with a farm transition network nationwide. And uh, they put this program together and then uh, John Baker modeled it in Iowa and Dave, Dave Gaylor modeled it here in Nebraska. That's just a little bit about the history. Uh, and so it, it's been, it's, it was very successful. The tennis fell off, and so then it kind of got abandoned. And uh, uh, it was, and I, and I've just this is the first time I've had a chance to try and pick it back up. So we're, we're instituting it again this year, and it's going to be December tenth, eleventh in Columbus. And uh, interestingly enough, we we have ten or eleven families and about 30, 30 some people to, uh, planning to come. So we can go up to we we're limiting our registration to fifty, so we can still have some rooms for some more people. But we're very pleased with the attendance we're going to have this year. Tell us about the program. What's the content that's going to be covered? What's the focus and why will okay. this have value for farm and ranch families? So, so what we're trying to do here is we're trying to work with the farm families that know they have that next generation back at the farm or coming to the farm. It's because it's called returning to the farm. And the focus is to give them the tools that they need to make sure that succession or that transition is successful for both uh, generations, the older generation to have what they need for their for their uh, slowing down and getting out of farming or ranching at some point in time, maybe, possibly, or for the younger generation to get them started so they can be successful to start. And so we're trying to provide the educational tools and the educational background and the, and the information they need to make good decisions about where they're going to take their operation and how they're going to make that, make that uh, like I said, make that transition or succession very successful. And so the content is something like this. We're going to have a kind of an introduction to get people motivated to think they got a plan. We can't just have a talk and not, not, not for a plan. We have to get a plan put together. Let's get that done. 
Uh, we're going to have a discussion about goals, you know, goal setting. Make sure that both both generations are on the same page in terms of what they have for a vision for the farm or that, that those values or goals for the farm for the future. Make sure they're on the same page. We have another session. Um, the first session will be led, that session will be led by Jay Parsons. The second session will be led by Tina Barrett, who is our Farm Business Association person. And she's going to talk about the financials you're going to need. What records do you need to keep? What, what key are the key components of those records that you have to have in place to make sure you have enough income for everybody on that operation, to make sure that you're, you're doing the right thing for both generations? Uh, what does that look like? How many acres? How, how much livestock? You know, all those kind of components that go into that financial plan to make sure that we're not setting somebody up for failure if they're coming back, but some set, we're going to make sure we set some people up for success. So that's pretty much the first day on December 10th. And then on December 11th, um, I'm going to lead a session along with Lisa Kaslan from the University Extension. And we're going to talk about communications primarily. What are the differences between the generations in terms of generational values? Uh, what, are, what are the key com communication components? What do we do to make sure that we have good communications in place? What does good communications look like? Uh, we're going to talk about personalities because everybody has a slightly different personality and talk about how that influences what happens with families and how personalities can, can either make or break an operation if you don't understand that there are different uh, personalities in place or different personalities that you have to deal with. And so and then how to how to work with those personalities successfully. Uh, so that's that's one whole thing. It's the whole communications piece. The other thing that kind of goes with that is I'll be talking a little bit about negotiation and uh and, and how to negotiate because we were all we were all taught as old guys we're all taught to negotiate by winning and that doesn't work real well with families so we're going to talk about how to, to handle that and what to do instead and then um that pretty much take we're going to give them some time for planning family discussions and family planning on on the 11th of december and that'll pretty much take care of that first weekend then we have virtual events follow-up events in january and february the january follow-up event will be uh, a, a discussion from a financial planner and a, and a farm succession coordinator guy. His name is uh, Brandon Dirk Schneider. He's going to be online with us, with the whole group. And he's going to be talking about the, the structures we can put in place to make sure that our business is successful going to that next generation, whether that's uh, long-term lease agreements or long-term purchase agreements or first right refusal agreements or you know, any of those things, maybe even LLCs, that sort of thing, to so make sure that that, jet, that farm or that operation, that ranch operation goes on to the next generation. That'll be in January. Then the final follow-up session, uh, in, again, in virtually, will be the one uh, in February that'll be a lawyer that joins us, Tom Ferringer from Columbus, going to join the group virtually and then answer questions that they have about how to set up the actual estate plan and what estate planning documents they have to have in place and what that looks like and how to get that done. Uh, efficiently and and uh, effective cost effectively, so we think we have a pretty good curriculum, uh, and then we're and then we're also going to try and put some some other pieces together online, like about the Nebraska Beginning Farmer Program, the Next Gen Program, and maybe even some beginning farmer information from Farm Farm Service Agency. We'd like to get that recorded and put online for the participants in this uh, returning to the farm workshop. So that's a, a kind of a detailed look at what we plan to cover during this, uh, for this curriculum and this workshop. Alan, I think one of the things in my mind that's really valuable about this kind of setting is uh, you're asking people to come to a place off the farm or ranch. They're coming together with other families who are in a similar situation in terms of looking at transition, looking at making a change. And I think some of the conversation that has in those environments, uh, maybe your conversations you normally wouldn't have around a kitchen table at home, 
give some perspective about the value of a set aside time to come focus on this kind of program. Well, it's important to to be away from the family kitchen table where, you know, Papa or Grandpa sits here and on one end of the table and Grandma sits on the other end and, and you know, son number one sits here and son number two sits here. We have to get away from that. So that that's one big value of coming to a place like Columbus to start this discussion. The other big value is that we have to get people to, to kind of understand they better be able to share some of their feelings and share some of their thoughts and really give some serious considerations to the conversations around the table. You know, hopefully my, my talk about how to listen will come into play here. And so people listen to each other and, and determine where and appreciate each other and determine where each other's at on, on the direction of the farm. So we can set up arrangements or negotiated arrangements so that all, all the parties or all the generations can be successful. I think just get them away. Understand that there's a whole bunch of other families that have the same issues. And, and uh, I, you know, I agree with you. I think that we just just uh, creating that environment should be better, very beneficial for the discussion. Anything else about the program or thing you'd like people to know about the returning to the farm and ranch program coming up here on December 10th and 11th? Well, to, to uh, find out more information, if you're interested in trying to still participate, you're still welcome to if you're available. Um, and, and to go to the CAP website, uh, CAP, Center for Ag Profitability, cap.unl.edu, and look for the Returning to the Farm Workshop or go under the, the land management or management uh, sec- sector of that webpage and look for the succession page because right now the Returning to the Farm is at that page. So go to cap.unl.edu, look under management, and you'll find succession, and then you'll find the Returning to the Farm Workshop. Please register as soon as possible. Get that done and, and uh, get, you know, call us if you need to, ask questions. We'd be glad to help. Thanks again for joining me today, Alan. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, for more information, again, on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the website that Alan mentioned, cap.unl.edu. Also in the December issue of the Beef Watch newsletter, we also have an article highlighting this upcoming farm and ranch transition series, and that can be found at beef.unl.edu.